This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Chances are there is going to be a clear winner. Some platform, some website, some place where you're getting the majority of your traffic from, and you're going to see certain pages that have good, healthy bounce rates that are really working and that are actually converting people double down, use the end of the year to double down on those things. And just like that, it is Q4. It's the fourth quarter of 2021 if you're watching this at launch. But this information in this podcast is actually going to be quite relevant at any time of the year. What I'm going to be talking about today is how to use data to make decisions for your business and to be timely for those of you who are watching on launch, specifically how you can use data to either turn your year around if you haven't achieved the goals that you wanted to achieve, you're not on track to achieve them, or if you've been doing really well this year, how to make sure that you finish strong. Now, we've had a record year in my business. I'm very grateful to say that, but it still is crunch time for me. I still need to make sure that I am maintaining all of that hard work and that success and that I'm setting myself up for 2022 to be an even better year, hopefully. So I want to talk today about how I use numbers and analytics and metrics to guide my way forward and how you can too. So the first thing I want to talk about is KPIs. You may have heard of this term before. I may have even talked about this term before, but what it means is key performance indicators. You should have a solid grasp, a solid handle on your KPIs at any given time in the business. What this means is that you should be able to pick out a few metrics that indicate the health of your business at a glance and keep track of them every single month. This is also a really good practice to get in the habit of doing for the new year. So if you're not doing this yet, start now. So by January, 2022, you're, this is like clockwork. It's nothing new to you. So I just have a KPI spreadsheet and I have a note on my calendar once a month to go in and pull these KPIs, the metrics that are the most vital and most important to my business. That way I don't ever skip a day. I make sure that I'm always on top of it. And like I said, at any given day, if somebody says, Hey, what's your year to date revenue? I can give a ballpark number. It may not be exactly what my accountant has, but it's pretty dang close within a couple thousand dollars. Uh, if somebody asks, you know, how's the traffic to your website or to your course website, I can give an answer within a good, you know, couple thousand range on that metric. And this is important because that's how you make decisions. If our traffic's down, that means we need to do something else in the business to drive traffic. We need to run ads. We need to produce more content. If revenue is down, same thing, right? So I'll tell you the KPIs that I personally track in my business, but in general, this one is probably going to be on all of our lists and that's revenue. So revenue is the total amount of money that your business has taken in. So this is all of the money that you have got from, you know, courses, from services, from ads, from affiliate revenue, from anything that you do in your business. For me, that is courses, services through the agency, it's affiliate income, it's sponsorship income for the YouTube channel, it's YouTube income, it's everything that my business makes, every dollar that my business makes. So this is 
an indicator, but it, it does not tell the full story. And this is what I mean when I say that you can't look at somebody's revenue and be like, oh my gosh, she's a millionaire because her, her business is taking in a million dollars in revenue. Most people who run million dollar businesses are not taking home a million dollars in their paycheck if only it was that simple, right? You have a couple other factors that go into that. And the first one is expenses. Expenses can be labor expenses. That's usually one of the highest ones for most businesses. I think it's probably the highest one for my business, AKA my team and what I pay other people to help me do the work. I can't run this whole business on my own at this point, or I wouldn't be making the revenue that I'm making if I was running it on my own. So that's a big part of it but also just, you know, any travel expenses, any office expenses, desks and pens and microphones and things like that, that you need to actually do your job. So revenue minus expenses is profit. And that's what actually the business or the business owner makes. Now, even within profit, that's not all what I take home. I still leave money in the business just because I, think that's the smarter thing to do. It's always good to have a little bit of money in the bank accounts for a rainy day to be able to pay for things upfront that maybe aren't generating revenue yet. Example of this is when I created my journal, I'll link the process of that up here, but I had to pay a designer. I had to pay a lot of upfront costs before I made a single dime from that journal. So if I didn't have money in the business bank account, I, how would I be able to pay for that? So revenue is the first metric that I always keep track of. And I use this to inform my business's decisions moving forward because I can say, okay, last year we had a really high revenue month or a high cash month. What did we do right last month? What did we launch? What did we do? What types of content did, did we produce to replicate that, you know, for the next few months. Or if we had a really low revenue month, what changed? What do we need to dive deeper in? What do we need to pivot towards to recoup that money to keep us on track to hit our total annual revenue goal? So revenue is the first KPI that I track. Now, the second KPI that I always track is traffic two specific websites. Now I have a lot of different websites actually, but I really, at the end of the day, these are the ones that I'm tracking right now. And that's my YouTube traffic actually by way of views and my course site web traffic. The reason YouTube views is one of my KPIs is because it is the largest influencer to my the rest of my paid services, either service-based work or my courses and courses is the strategic goal in our business right now. It's our number one focus in the business. And so of course we wanna track actual web visits. Now it's obvious, right? When traffic to these places, these destinations is up, the rest of your business should be going up. And if it's not, if you're getting a lot of traffic to your website or a lot of traffic to your main content um, vessel, a YouTube, an Instagram, a TikTok or whatever, and your, your revenue isn't going up and your sales are not going up, then that's a problem. There's a, there's a bottleneck there, right? And, and people see this a lot, actually. They might drive ads to a website and traffic is way up but they're still not selling. That means that you need help with your landing page, your website, uh, your UX, something is wrong there. If that were the case for YouTube, I was getting a lot of views, but not a lot of sales. Maybe I was making YouTube videos about 
hair and makeup then. And I was getting a lot of views. My videos were getting really popular, but they weren't relating to the actual end goal. So those things are important to keep track of. And YouTube gives you a really great report in their analytics. I love YouTube analytics. You can get super detailed. I'll talk a little bit more about those in a little bit. And then for my course site, I have a connection with Google Analytics. So I use Thinkific for my site and they have an app you can install for Google Analytics. And Google Analytics, I am not a whiz by any means at GA, but what I do know about it is pretty fascinating. I mean, you can see your traffic sources, which is incredibly important because if I'm looking at this course website and I'm seeing that 50% of the traffic is coming from YouTube, well, then what does that tell me, right? That means go harder with YouTube. If you're struggling, if you have not been selling like you want to sell, go harder with what's working. And I see, I was looking at my analytics the other day and I was like, why am I even like, putting my courses in my Instagram swipe ups, because I think I had like two referred um, visits from my Instagram swipe ups or something like that. Maybe it wasn't that low. Instagram is more of a branding piece for me. It's never been a high conversion platform for me. So that's just a way that I use data to make decisions. At the end of the day, I need to double down on YouTube spend less time playing on Instagram. Maybe that has a place, it has a branding piece, I get that, but that shouldn't be the focus of my focus is revenue for the end of the year. You know what I mean? And then speaking of Instagram, I do track followers. That is more of a brand piece. Now it is usually going up with the other ones. Typically, if your traffic is up, your revenue is up, your followers are usually gonna be up too. But at the end of the day, I can have a higher revenue month with flat followers. And that has happened because maybe I raised the price on something, or maybe I optimize the landing page. So I'm able to actually convert more people who are going over to my website. So there are ways that you can still optimize without having your followers go up. So my point is it's more of a branding piece for me. And that is important, right? If you want to have a business that sort of is a leader in a particular spot, in a particular area. You want to become a subject matter expert. You want to be the go-to person for marketing for veterinarians, right? You want your brand to be growing alongside that. For me, I, of course, want to be a leader in the space and want to maintain my spot as a leader in the space for freelancers and service providers and course creators. So of course I want those brands to grow. So I track followers on YouTube and Instagram. So those are like the few numbers that I track every single month just to get a quick at a glance. Now, again, these are not exhaustive. My bookkeeper is going to have way more detailed reports and insight than those few things. But just by looking at those few KPIs, I'm able to say, are we having a good month? Are we having a bad month? Do we need to pivot for next month? Or should we just maintain? Should we replicate? Should we do more of what we were doing? Now, another thing that I look at besides just my KPIs, I look at my dashboards for a few different platforms. That's Google Analytics and my YouTube analytics, truthfully, are my my two that I pretty consistently look at. Again, I put this on the calendar and I just take a look at what's going on. So I look at my traffic sources, number one, both for YouTube and the course site. So traffic sources means where is the traffic, where are those clicks, where are those site visits actually coming 
from? How do people get there? For YouTube, it's usually comprised of a few things. It's comprised of YouTube search, referred videos or suggested videos, something like that, direct meaning, Usually that's coming from email or somebody actually typing it in like on a business card or something like that. And a few others, Google search, external. Uh, but usually my top two are gonna be YouTube search and referred videos, suggested videos. So I would like to pay attention to those things and I can actually get more granular on those and click on YouTube search and see what terms people are actually searching for to get to my videos. This is incredibly helpful because I'm able to say, okay, when I put this specific term, red lipstick, in my YouTube videos, you know, everything goes up. When I talk about nude lipstick, people don't like it. So I'll be, I'm able to really pivot my content strategy or maintain my content strategy for the rest of the year for the following year, for the next month, whatever that is, by looking at that. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't try something new, and this is something that I did struggle with and I do still struggle with because I'll see, okay, people really like this term. Does that mean that I can only do that type of content? No, that's what people looked for last month. That doesn't mean you can't try something new and see that on a report next month, right? So you can still try new things, but if you wanna look for tried and true and things that you're really winning at and kind of dominating and leading the pack in, look at those metrics. Now, you can also do the same thing for your course site and see, I kind of already talked about it, but you know, for me, YouTube is a large traffic driver to my course site, as is direct, meaning email marketing that we do, social, Instagram isn't a big traffic driver. So at the end of the day, if my goal is sales, Instagram might not be, might not be my biggest focus. Again, we have to examine how branding influences marketing and influences sales. That's a whole other topic. Um, So it does have value and that's why I continue to be on Instagram. But for the purpose of traffic alone, that probably wouldn't be my number one focus if I needed to make money fast to make a goal for the end of the year. Another thing that I like to look at is my bounce rate in Google Analytics. So this refers to basically how quickly uh, or or what percentage of your audience leaves. I'm going to put a definition up here on the screen because I honestly, like I said, Google Analytics is not my strong suit, but it refers to how many people actually leave your site pretty quickly. So you want that bounce rate to be on the lower side. I think 40% or so is about average. If it's really high, that means something is not connecting there. There's a disconnect for people. Maybe the price point is way higher than the traffic that you're driving is anticipating, meaning you may need to go back to the content strategy and make sure that you're qualifying people a little bit better before they get to the course site. Maybe you're going to give them a freebie and then funnel them down through email as opposed to just driving a bunch of traffic over to the course site. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't be posting on TikTok. You should be posting on LinkedIn where people tend to be a little bit older, tend to be a little bit more in that mindset of spending money and having, you know, earning a salary and things like that. So these are all things that you can look at when it comes to bounce rate. Now it also might mean that your website doesn't have the information that people are looking for. It might mean that 
you know, it's like just a really bad landing page and maybe you need to look into that. So these are all things that you can learn by studying, you know, your Google Analytics dashboard. And Google Analytics is something that can be installed on like any website, okay? So if you have a Squarespace website, a WordPress website, a Thinkific website, whatever it is that you have, you should be able to get this kind of data by installing GA. So those are the metrics I look at and the metrics that you can look at to help indicate success and health of your business and turn it all around, look at those things, see what people are coming to you for, see what platforms are getting you the most traffic and where people are coming from and double down. Use the end of the year to double down on what is working. Now is not really the time to be testing out new things unless nothing's working. If you look at your dashboards and you see like, wow, nothing is working that I've been doing, then maybe it is time to try something new. But chances are there is going to be a clear winner. There's going to be something that you are getting, you know, some platform, some website, some place where you're getting the majority of your traffic from, and you're going to see certain pages that have good, healthy bounce rates that are really working and that are actually converting people double down, use the end of the year to double down on those things. Now, at the end of the day, traffic is what's going to make you money, right? If you drive people over to your website, that is, that's how they pay and buy things from you. If you need more traffic, create more content. If you want to do it organically, create high ranking SEO friendly content, run ads. That's another way that you can drive more traffic, but you want to make sure that those other things are in place first, that you have a website, you have a landing page that doesn't have a, you know, 85% bounce rate. And then you try to run ads to it because there's something wrong with the landing page there, right? So you want to get that bounce rate down, make sure that people actually do convert organically and that it, it works for people. And then you can start throwing more traffic at it to hopefully get you more conversions. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by the Freelance Friday Club. This is my exclusive membership community. It is made for accountability, networking, and support. That is the goal of the group. There are a ton of other like-minded business owners and different, completely different business owners. We have a good wide range of different industries represented and different uh, professions represented in that group. And I absolutely love that about it because you're always going to get a new point of view and hear something from somebody that you haven't necessarily thought about for yourself yet. We do monthly accountability and mastermind calls. We do master classes in there. We sometimes have guest instructors in there. It is my favorite place to hang out. I'm in there at least once a day responding to questions on the forum and interacting with you all on there. It is so much fun. We're also doing some new co-working sessions that we're going to start up this fall. So if you'd like to become a member of the Freelance Friday Club, I'm going to have a 50% off link for you down in the show notes in the description of this video. So you can get started today. It is a month to month membership and you can cancel anytime. Okay. So I want to answer this question. I thought it was a really good one and very appropriate for the end of the year. I know it feels weird to say the end of the year because it's only September, but like in business terms, I'm at December. Like I'm like planning out content for December. What would you do if you started a business from scratch in 2021 course, tiny offer. So speaking to what I just talked about, about the data, I would go all in on YouTube. I think this is something I didn't do when I first started my business. I felt, I felt a little, I don't know the word for it. Like 
I felt like YouTube was just for play. Like YouTube was just fun. You know, YouTube was fun and it wasn't a serious thing and I needed to be doing these serious businessy things. And at the end of the day, YouTube is my tried and true. YouTube is where the majority of my clicks come from. I can like that or not like that or feel embarrassed about that or whatever, but at the end of the day, facts are facts. So you need to look at your data again, which is what this whole episode has been about. Look at your data and see where are the majority of your clicks coming from and double down on that. It's so confusing out there because there's so many social platforms. There's so many things that you can do. Go with what works, really maximize that because I do feel like also in the beginning of my freelancing career, just to be honest, if I would have went all in and done like, a daily vlog or even just been a little bit more open and transparent about some of the things that I was going through in my business, I think I would probably be at a different place now. Not that there's anything wrong with where I'm at now. I'm very proud of my YouTube channel. I think I am crushing it in my own way, but I, you know, I I don't have a million subscribers or anything like that. And I do think that there is something to be said about going all in on something when it's hot, if you will. So that's what I would have done. Um, Went all in on my main content platform. And then I probably would have referenced my digital products more. I mean, you don't want to shove things down people's throats, but I think I spent so long on YouTube doing things just for free. Of course, this is still for free. You don't have to pay anything to watch it, but you know, I do little things like little ad spots for for my offers. I mean, for the longest time, I didn't even do that. I didn't even put them in my description box. And you're just losing out on so much potential traffic when I really figured out how to work them in to my content in an organic and authentic way, meaning developing content that supported them, you know, developing content that related to them, that wasn't always just like a slimy ad push. That's when I really started to see the needle move in my business. I think that at the end of the day, content is king or queen. Um, Content is, is where it happens, you know, at least for the type of business that I am building because I'm building an education business and people need to develop no like trust with me before they get on board for signing up for a program with me. And I think that's true for most of us, even for service providers, you have to show and prove that you are in a leader in the space, that you are the go-to person and develop that sort of no like trust factor with your audience before trying to go in for the sale. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see is people just go in for the sale way too quick without proving themselves, without offering anything first. So go all in on helpful educational content. Don't forget to drive traffic though to something. Yeah, that's probably what I would do if I was starting all over fresh. All right, I think that's it for today's episode. Let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know which KPIs you currently track or that you will be tracking in the future after watching this are in your business. I would love to know and help hold you accountable. So comment down below. If you're listening on the audio only platforms, don't forget that I do upload this podcast every single Friday. I try to upload it right at 7 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. You can search for my name, Latasha James, on YouTube to watch this podcast. I like to put YouTube videos on my TV when I'm like getting ready in the morning or whatever. So if you'd like to hang out with me over there and subscribe to my channel, that would be fantastic. And yeah, I'll leave links to anything that I mentioned down in the show notes. And I hope you all have a fantastic Friday.
Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.